0: Ontario. This is the Smart Seed, and I am Leanne Shaken. The Smart Seed is brought to you by Free Labor. Free Labor provides essential services that have no monetary value, like taking care of your partner as they purge the culprit to their food poisoning, pizza, cleaning out bathtub drains, and providing pro bono therapy at the local butcher shop. Would you like a ribeye steak with that? Free Labor, the quality work that you do and don't get paid for. What? About a year ago, I came across a Canadian charitable organization called Fem International, an NGO working in Kenya and Tanzania committed to advancing the rights of women and girls through targeted programs that focus on menstruation, sexual health, and feminine hygiene. Through education and the creation of a Femme Kit, young women and girls are given the means to manage their periods safely and hygienically. Central to the success of their Femme Kit is the menstrual cup. For many women and girls who live in the lowest economic bracket, having your period is more than a nuisance. It can create economic strain and, in the most serious of situations, prevent an individual from consistently participating in the regular routines of societal life. In Kenya, the average cost of a package of sanitary pads is $1 Canadian. Pretty reasonable, right? Well, when you consider the average daily income of an unskilled laborer in Kenya is fifty Canadian, this means that women must often choose between properly managing their periods or food and shelter. Often women resort to other means, leaves, newspapers, rags, etc., which either do not work or lead to infections and discomfort. Due to the fact that some young women are unable to access appropriate menstrual products, girls in Kenya miss an average of 4.9 days of school a month a direct result of their period. The menstrual cup, or known by its various brand names, the Diva Cup, the Meluna Cup, or the Moon Cup, is a medical grade silicone cup that is inserted into the vagina to collect menstrual fluid. They are antimicrobial, do not contain any harmful bleaches or chemicals, unlike the majority of pads and tampons, and there is no threat to toxic shock syndrome. Depending on your flow, you may keep the silicone cup inserted for up to 12 hours. And lastly, if maintained properly, one silicone cup's life cycle could last up to 10 years. This means that a young woman in Kenya can attend an 8-hour school day or go to work without worrying about having to find clean toilets. It means that all women can save a tremendous amount of money over the long term by switching from disposable products to non-disposable products. It means that every woman can have a positive impact on the environment by completely erasing the garbage created by disposable pads and tampons. However, although the positive impact may be obvious for those in developing countries, who must deal with alternatives that are too expensive and a public infrastructure that is inadequate for their needs. To the average Westerner, the change to something better is slow to come. In the United States, an estimated 12 billion pads and 7 billion tampons are thrown out annually. On average, women throw out 300 pounds of feminine hygiene-related products in their lifetime. So why the hesitation? If the option is out there, why aren't we choosing it? I am going to be abrupt about this. My periods suck. I won't be coy. For two days out of the five, every month, I kick back Tylenol on the regular to relieve a pain that is intense and unforgiving. The pressure, the bloating, my vagina feels like it is on fire. The pain makes it impossible for me to hide my cycle, so I don't. I've never missed work, but every time I stroll in and a coworker asks, how are you doing, I tell them, I am ill, so if I grimace in pain or lean against a table, know why, and if you can have some sympathy, then that is appreciated. I suppose because the pain can be great that it has forced me to renegotiate my relationship with my body. If you can barely feel it, and it's simply an annoyance, then perhaps one can just shoo it away. shoo the negativity, the grossness, and the shame. That's how I was taught, to give it no mind. When I think about my menstrual cycle, or menstrual cycles in general, what comes to the foreground are little anecdotes. The majority of these anecdotes are saddled with a deep sense of embarrassment, so deep that at the age of 31, the act of remembering forces my body to shudder. This shame was nurtured not by my father, husband, or brothers, but by some of the women in my life, my friends. It has made me wonder, as women, about our collective relationship to our bodies and its processes. One of these anecdotes occurred in 2007. I was living in Edinburgh, Scotland, and sharing one room and one bathroom with two other girls. One I had known for a few weeks and the other for 10 years. If I can remember correctly, the issue at hand for my two roommates was that in Edinburgh they could not find tampons with plastic applicators, only paper. I piped up, always in my somewhat offensive, unfeeling, analytical way that I did not understand their issue. I've used tampons without an applicator for years. Their response, that is disgusting. Now the only explanation that I could surmise from the remark is that a tampon sans an applicator means that your fingers are up close and personal with one's body. An applicator provides some distance. One will not find distance with a menstrual cup or cloth panty liners and pads, that is for sure, and perhaps this is where the crux of the problem lies. Our shame, which has been nourished by moments of being scorned, ridiculed, and embarrassed, has made using products that can be easily hidden and easily thrown away a more personal, comfortable choice. I love the fact that my menstrual cycle no longer creates waste. I love that my menstrual cup can show me how much I actually bleed. I love that, other than the pain, some days and nights because of my menstrual cup, I sometimes forget I am even on my period. I love that my cloth panty liners feel like a pillow for my vagina. Yet to get to the point where I could enjoy these benefits, I had to overcome the alienation I felt with my own body. Periods shouldn't be gross. They can be painful, annoying, ill-timed, and on the other hand, cleansing, and a good excuse to enjoy a binge day of great TV. If we could all gain the courage to address our feelings surrounding our periods, I have a sneaking suspicion that just maybe, ourselves and our environment will be better off. Please go to feminternational.org to learn more about the important work this organization is accomplishing. Sabrina Rublies, How Minstrel Cups Are Changing Lives in East Africa, and The Chic Ecologist, The Environmental Impact of Everyday Things, were my references for today's article. Intro music was The Noodle Soup Rag by Eddie Morton from the Free Music Archive. If you would like to learn more about the menstrual cup, I have linked to some informative articles at the end of my post. Stay curious, my friends.